When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We have a special announcement for you today. For a limited time, you can get six months of Slate Plus for just $29. That's 50% off. As a member, you'll get no ads on any of your podcasts, unlimited reading on the Slate site, and member exclusive episodes and segments from our show and other shows like Slow Burn, Amicus, and Political Gab Fest. Slate's podcasts cover major news events from elections to social issues to historic court decisions. Our shows also discuss what makes a song a smash, analyze what's going viral, and decode cultural mysteries. If we've become a part of your listening routines, we ask that you support our work by joining Slate Plus. Sign up for Slate Plus now at slate.com slash plus to access all Slate's contents and support our work. Again, that's just 29 bucks for six months through October 28th. So hurry up, sign up now at slate.com slash plus. This episode contains explicit language. Welcome to Mom and Dad Are Fighting, Slate's parenting podcast for Monday, October 24th, the Parenting is a Joke edition. I'm Zach Rosen. I make a different podcast. It's called The Best Advice Show, and I live in Detroit with my family. My oldest, Noah, is five, and my youngest, Ami, is two. I'm Jamila Lemieux, a writer, contributor to Slate's Karen Feeding Parenting column, and mom to Naima, who's nine and a half, and we live in L.A. Hey, I'm Ophira Eisenberg. I'm a stand-up comedian and host of this new podcast called Parenting is a Joke. I live in Brooklyn, New York, with my son, Lucas, who is six years old. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about the hilarious chaos of parenting using our kids as material, and of course, talking about Ophira's new show, Parenting is a Joke. So, Ophira, uh, before we talk about your new show, I want to ask, you've talked about doing a shot of Maker's Mark before going on stage with Radiolab (laughs) and before every Ask Me Another taping. Uh Uh, First of all, is that true? And secondly, did you take a shot today? Oh, yeah. It is true. I did a numerous a numerous amount of shows of Ask Me Another Live when I was pregnant. It was the only time I did not do a mm-hmm. shot. And uh, even though everyone was like, you can do just a shot. But I was like, no, absolutely not. Because I was pregnant over 40. And I was, I was like the strictest. The strictest with everything. Did I do a shot today? I got to say, I feel... You have three cups there. I have three cups here. Uh, one is tea. I did not bring a coffee into the booth because, as you know, not the greatest on your throat and your mouth and a water. But this was my coffee. So I guess I've had two shots of coffee, one tea and water. Not makers, <laughs> but not a bad idea. Thank you for reminding me that that is sure. my pre-show ritual regardless did you used to take the shot like with other people? Did you did yeah. you have a kind of ritual? What what was it like? So I learned it from. I mean, I stole it, I guess, from Radiolab because the the two hosts would do it with everybody who wanted to before the live versions of their show when they were touring, and then I brought that over and I was like, "Hey, Jonathan, my co-host and musical one man, 
house band. We would do mm-hmm. a shot beforehand, and whoever wanted to, but it quickly, it would like grow and condense depending on what people were doing, you know, dry January, <laughs> whatever, whatever one's feeling was on drinking that week. But Jonathan and I always. That's and fun. For me, yeah, it was just a reminder, and that's why I think they did on Radio Lab. It was a little bit like, you know, you're doing a show at night. So you're in a bar and uh, also, like, uh, don't take it all so seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, just, like, yeah. do a shot. We're too old to do shots, maybe, but uh, <laughs> let's not take it all too seriously. Yeah. So tell us about your new show. What made you want to do a podcast about parenting? Why would anyone want to do that? <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with people who do that? Freaks. Uh, so I do stand-up, and then uh, I was doing stand-up forever, and I actually never planned on being a parent. That was not my journey, I thought. But then I ended up changing my mind and making it happen. And it so much hit at a point where I looked around and it felt to me like a lot of uh, the a lot of other comics that were women were all of a sudden having kids. There was, a, you know, people that were a bit older than me that had kids. And then there just seemed to be this whole middle section of women who didn't. And then I felt like all of a sudden I looked around and every other female comic that I knew was either thinking about it, pregnant, or had just had a kid. And then there was a lot of guys as well that were becoming parents. And I just thought, this is a wild moment. And the way people are throwing their parenting material on the stage feels very different. It no longer Mm -hmm. felt like, oh, I'm afraid to say this because someone's going to call the authorities on me. It was like irreverent, but it was very real and honest and vulnerable. And I loved it. And then the last thing was is that I found that so many like, it's hard to do a night job of any kind or a freelance job or a job with irregular hours with a kid because they live very scheduled lives. And so the added right. challenge of this and how so many people who became parents, you know, they 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 didn't just have sex and became a parent. They went through uh, whatever process or situation it was to become a parent. They put a lot of intention towards this, and then they're doing it within this really uh, kind of challenging lifestyle. Yeah. What do you think conversations with comedians can get at in the kind of parenting discourse that that other shows might might not quite get? One is that I just, you know, want it to be funny and for everyone to have a laugh. I think we could all agree it's been an extra tough few years and parents need a laugh, I think. So it's great to have, you know, professional comedians, I guess, to chat with about that. But I also think there is such a air of the stand-up comic being a independent nightlife leather jacket when they're on stage. It's all about them. You don't mm-hmm. often see these people as, you know, like, Dude, I love you so much, little Timmy, like that kind of person. So that I like, I want to bring that in. It's very fun to me watching some of these stand-ups that I'm even intimidated by suddenly start talking about their kids and you just see an entire different person. Mm-hmm, totally. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1, since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, 
so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jamila mentioned it in our last episode, but uh, Jamila is, is a comedian too. She's been taking stand-up classes and has been you know, starting to perform. So I'm curious, this is a question for both of you. It takes so much uh, courage and audacity and chutzpah to be like, <laughs> I don't just think that, you know, what I'm observing in the world is funny, but I think I can actually get up on stage and convey it to people. I heard um, a comedian recently say this, um, like the only difference between a comedian and a random person is that comedians just write down funny stuff that they know <laughs> in the world. And so I'm curious if either of you two comedians would be willing, do you have something that you recently just like note, jotted into your notes app or however however you kind of take notes about comedy, just like some like half-baked thing that you've noticed about parenting that you're trying to figure out how to turn into a a, a gem of a Turn a into bit a right bit. Now? Um, yeah. You know, th- this is like a little germ of an idea, which sounds like it's super funny and ready to go, but I haven't figured it out, where um, my son told told a teacher at school that his mother collects wine bottles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's and a good premise. I, I mean, I honestly think he what was like someone someone sent us a, you know, a wine delivery thing of like a thing of wine. So there was a box with wine in it sitting there. And for a while, and I was just like, "What? We got to figure out a place to put this stuff." Yeah. And uh, but yeah, he was like, "My mom collects wine bottles." <laughs> so funny in itself, but you know, to make it real stand up, I got to do like nine other things with that. Right. And so, yeah. where do you go from that initial? Where do you seat? go from that? I know. I'm like, is that the ending of something, or is that the beginning? Mm. Right. Because also, I think, yeah, that could that if that's the punchline, there's not much more to it, right? So mm-hmm. it's my my chore to figure out what more to do with that. Constantly explain how I'm not an alcoholic. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To right. justify myself. I was thinking of a fake scenario about going to that teacher and saying like, "Hey, listen, this is not what happened." But that's like a, that's a whole other thing. Now I'm creating a scenario. I love it when you just take what is real in real. life and write around it. Yeah, instead of creating you know st- extra stories, which you're allowed to do in stand up. No mm-hmm. one says right. any. There's no rules. What about you, Jamila? I have a bit that I've been workshopping about. Um, you know how parents love to say, and this is a, it's a black parent thing, I think, but it's, you know, I think the thing that people are familiar enough with, you know, telling their children, I'm not one of your little friends. Um, you know, I'm not one of your friends and how I am my daughter's little friend and <laughs> I'm very proud of it um, because I know that one day I won't be at Shady Pines with a blanket on my lap begging for an extra pudding cup, you know, because I chose discipline over friendship during my daughter's childhood. So still kind of going through (laughs) the bigger bit is about just kind of like how awful we are to children you know like people that are smaller than us and love us more than anyone else on the planet that's so much of what we think of when we think of parenting is really just like cruelty and dictatorship Mm. yeah 
And with the difference, like, some people are like, no, that's directing them. And the other person, people are like, no, they need, they need boundaries, mm-hmm. you know, whether, yeah, I, I mean, I've written a lot of stuff about how conflicting parenting advice is and how I find it so hard. We have a whole thing where, you know, my son doesn't like to lose at a game. Mm-hmm. Right. And so there's the one school of thought, which is like, no, he let him win. Just let him win when they're young because it builds up confidence. And then you read this other stuff that's like, you got to let them get them to lose and see what that feels like because that's resilient. And it's just like, well, which one is it? Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Which one? One day win, one day lose? Like, I have to be right. there for it. <laughs> when he's freaking out. You know, and sometimes you can't, I can't rig the game. Also, I'm like, how... Do I make sure a dice game he wins? Like, I there's just <laughs> how do I do this? I feel like, especially lately, like laying oneself bare as a comic has become this like this kind of genre and just like a badge of honor. Just like I'm gonna get real. How do you decide like what isn't going in the act when it comes to stuff with Lucas? Oh, I mean, it weeds itself out so quickly with just what doesn't, what's not funny. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, right. But there so and people feel very differently about this, the sort of privacy of their kids. I think more in social media you see that where some people yeah. are very good with like they're like, I'm fine with my child being a huge part of my social media and other people are like, absolutely not. Um so I I tend to feel like as long as the true subject of it is still me, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um you know, because that's and I always I felt that way when I was writing about dating and relationships. Like I never wanted to take someone down. If it was as long as it all comes back to me, I'm t- I can take me down. I can criticize me, and everyone else is. It should be my experience of them. Yeah. So we're always surprised by how many and heartened by how many non-parent listeners that we have. Yeah. Um, what do you think the non-parent, what do you hope the non-parents will take from your podcast? Well, you know, that's interesting because what you hear from your non-parent listeners, right? Mm-hmm. And what, why do they like to tune in? I'm just curious. because Some of them are just curious about how to interact with children. They've mm-hmm. got kids in their lives, you know, nieces and nephews or yeah. friends' kids that they wish they knew a little bit more about. Some of them just, strangely enough, find us entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm hoping, number one, for the entertainment value, like funny, just good, funny conversation between comics that people are familiar with or, or learning about. And, you know, I'm also... If, like, there was a great mission that I could accomplish, I find this thing in comedy, and I think you were kind of just even talking about it, Jamil, a little bit about, like, I wanted to find a space to do my comedy that, like, supported me. So most of my coming up in comedy, there would be, like, seven white guys in hoodies back-to-back on a show all doing dick jokes, and that was considered universal. So while I'm like, parenting is the most, uh, however you experience it, it is the most universal thing. So why can't this be the universal conversation? Instead of it being like, no, that's like a mom blog or that's like a, yeah, exactly. So you didn't originally plan to become a parent. So I would imagine that a lot of it has been very surprising to you. What has been the most surprising thing about being a parent? Okay, it's like, embarrassing how 
naive, I feel, all the time. And not only did I not plan on becoming a parent myself, but I didn't even really hang out with other people who had little kids. I didn't have a lot of little kids in my life. I'm the youngest in my family. So really just brand new. Uh, I'll say something sweet that was surprising. When I was pregnant, I think I was thinking about my life with having a baby. And I was like, okay, we'll do this and we'll do this. Da, da, da. And what I and I was thinking about my time and how I would fit my career in and all this stuff. And what I didn't factor in, sounds so dumb, but I'll admit it, was wanting to spend time with my child. Like actually that if you have a Tuesday off and there's no school or whatever, maybe you want to do something that day with your child. Uh, the other thing, I didn't realize that some of my money would be going towards replacing millions of things that are lost, double buying. Oh my goodness. Mm. I called I don't like I don't like repeating myself. I don't like backtracking when I walk in the wrong direction and I hate replacing things that are lost. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> Those are three things that you do a lot of as a parent. <laughs> that is parenting. Replacing things that the are lost, losing, repeating yourself, losing. and mm-hmm. walking back your steps. That's it. That's so it. true. Do you make your kid play your deranged game shows? <laughs> I had him. We've had him play one early on. You know, he was obsessed with superheroes. My husband's a big comic book guy, and our son was obsessed with superheroes, as many kids are. But anyways, from a young age, because they were all around him in comic book form and such. And so there's vintage theme songs for a lot of the superheroes that are very cute. Like the, mm-hmm. the Hulk has one and Iron Man has one and, and, and Batman. Batman one is quite recognizable. And so we would we would play snippets of him, at, of them in, you know, odd places. And he would just have to tell us what superhero it was. Kind of like a little name. That, oh, that's know, fun. Yeah. So, but now he he's interested in doing games. It's, it's hard to find one for the right kid level. So we're constantly trying to play with that. Because trivia for kids can be very, you know, um, small, like specific. So you come from this long tradition of uh, Ask Me Another and and this this intersection of comedy and games. Yeah. Is, is there going to be more of that <laughs> on your show? I will say there is a game as part of every interview. I can't stop myself. I just find it fun. But these are a little bit more subjective at times. I did one that's coming up with Chuck Bryant where we describe the plot of a film in like a fun kind of cutesy way. And he has to decide based on that description if he would show that film to his young child or not. Mm. But some of them are kids movies and some of them are like you know a, the godfather or whatever but right. when you even take pinocchio and you distill it down to a couple sentences it sounds terrifying mm. <laughs> right like the the condensed plots of these kids films are intense a loner brings a piece of wood to life <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly and in, in, in the old version of pinocchio one of pinocchio's friends is burned in front of him oh no yeah it's it's in it's wildly intense. So then when you read the, you know, plot to something like Friday the 13th, you're like, eh, seems fine. <laughs> oh, really? It's just like a guy that's that doesn't have consequences yet? All right. We can handle that. Yeah. Yeah. No big deal. Who are the best comics talking about their kids right now? I think we're getting... 
a lot of them. I think we're pretty lucky yeah. right now. This is a good yeah. time. I mean, formally, I know Amy Schumer uh, has been doing quite a lot, and sh- her her series is back, and the way it is being promoted is like, and now she's a mom. So I'm interested to see how that plays into it. Uh, but that's certainly a huge name that is doing a lot of that. I mean, a lot of the male comics across the board have been talking about their kids for years, um, just in different forms. So I feel like a lot of those people are continuing to do that, and it's great. Who else? Me, of course. Uh, Jamila, of well, obviously, course. Other, than, other than you, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I think Roy Wood Jr., because it was fresh in my mind from speaking to him recently, his comedy specials have always involved his actual kid in Ooh. the comedy special, which I huh. love. And I think his parent, I mean, all of his stuff is great. I'm a huge fan. But also his parenting stuff is just wonderful. And I feel really plays that great thing that we were talking about where it's uh, real. Like there's no, it's truthful and it's vulnerable, but it's still super funny. I'll definitely co-sign Roy Wood Jr. You know, I can't think of many others that I know that are doing parenting uh, extensively, but he's one of my favorite comics, period. And I like the way he talks about being a dad. Something I've noticed since I've been going to shows out here is that a lot of comics, you know, (sighs) hacky I guess, you know, just kind of like parenting sucks, marriage sucks, you know, men suck, women suck, you know, like just so cliche in how they approach certain topics. And I've definitely heard a lot of complaints about parenting from other comics already that have made me think like, I want to do something a little different. You know, I mean, there's a lot to complain about when it comes to parenting for sure. But I just think that there's so much else that's, there's just so much more humor to be found aside from just, you know, my kids suck. This is the worst thing. This is just awful. You know, and that's also not how I feel. I don't think my kid sucks. I don't think parenting is the worst thing. I don't think it's awful. Um, I understand that POV and why it gets laughs, but, you know, I'm um, excited for Orphira's show um, because we can hear comics talk about parenting in ways that perhaps, you know, we haven't before and just being a little bit more vulnerable and honest and you know it's more than kids suck oh yeah you know what it's, I mean? no, like, there's it's, just so much more to comedy about parenting yeah. than kids suck yeah i think it's also a lot about how the comic parents are struggling to find out who they are as a parent which is we all do that identity your identity shifts so many times and that honing into that is like, that's interesting stuff. I feel like it's fun, interesting stuff where you're like, who am... Just the stuff even that comes out of my mouth. I feel like there is like a... My ancestors have been saying these same words to their children mm-hmm. for like decades and centuries. Mm. When I open up my mouth and I'm like, you know how much that plate of food cost? I'm like, oh right. my God. <laughs> how did that happen? Alfira, your new show is called Parenting is a Joke. Where can we find it? You can find it on the iHeart app. You can find it on Apple Podcasts or all the places, anywhere that you get your podcasts. And where should we follow you for updates on stuff? Yeah, you can follow. I'm on the socials at Ophira E. Uh, Most importantly, my Venmo is at Ophira. There it is. And my uh, website is OphiraEisenberg.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Okay, it's finally time for recommendations. Jamila, do you want to start? What are you recommending this week? Yes, um, I've been watching a funny show on Hulu called Reboot. It is about uh, the stars of an early 2000s sitcom um, about a blended family, a stepdad and a quirky ex-husband and a wife and a son. The show is kind of cheesy and it's somewhat popular and most of the stars have been kind of off the map since it went off. And this young, scrappy, you know, feminist writer pitches a edgy reboot of the show to Hulu and sells it and then ends up having to work with the creator of the show, who's this stodgy old, old school TV comedy writer who turns out to be her father. So it's this Mm. really interesting conflict between father and daughter um, over what this show should look like in the modern day. And these actors, you know, returning into these roles that they haven't played in 20 years. And they've got these really interesting relationships Um, in terms of folks you might recognize. Keegan Michael Key from Key and Peele is one of the lead actors on the show. Uh, He's very funny. And Paul Reiser plays the old school TV writer. Um, so it is a good show. I'm really enjoying it. I think episodes come out weekly, so you can't. Well, you can binge it now because there are about five or six of them total. But I know I'm patiently awaiting the next one. <laughs> cool. How about you, Ophira? Uh, well, this might be something some people have seen before, but as far as a kids' movie, I recently saw Paddington Two, and I would just like to say it is the most perfect kids' movie on 
the planet. Every、mm. single thing that is set up has a payoff. The、uh, I mean, it's filled with all these British actors, and they are great.、Uh, it is high quality. It is high quality. As parents, you'll be like, "This is a great movie," and my kid. And loved it. It is also, you know, for whatever it's worth, it's somewhat wholesome. But there's still tons of comedy in it. And I went online afterwards, going, "Have am, is something wrong with me that I love this movie so much?" And I found out that across the board, it has been considered one of the best kids movies out there, ever. So, like, better than the first one. Better than the, the first one. No, better than、Whoa. the first one. Yeah. Wow. You will walk away going, "That was good." Which I do not say very often when I'm sitting in front of a shared experience for some programming with my with my kid. <laughs>、uh, cool. Well, this is exciting. We're gonna definitely watch that. My recommendation today comes from NPR's podcast Life Kit, and it's this thing called Special Time. Have you heard of Special Time in the context of with with your kid? So what it is, it's this psychologist recommended thing where. They recommend doing it four to five times a week. It takes five minutes, and special time is when you go and hang out with your kid. You put your phone away, and you you're just in their play world with them, and you're you're following these these five rules that are、um, an acronym: Pride. So you have, you praise them, you reflect back what they're doing, you imitate what they're doing. Like if they're stacking Legos, you. Do it with them. You describe what they're doing, so you're doing like a play-by-play. Like, oh, now you're, you know, putting the the red one on top of the blue one,、um, and then you're enthusiastic throughout this. You're not trying to show them how to do the stuff. You're not trying to teach them. It's、um, like this very specific way of engaging,、um, where you are kind of in their world with no judgment. And apparently, like they've done studies about how this is like amazing for kids. And, I love you know, that. In general. So do your special time. I love time. that. Yes. And that's it for our show. We'll be back in your feeds on Thursday, so be sure to tune in. While you're at it, please subscribe to the show and give us a rating and review on Apple or Spotify. This episode of Mom and Dad Are Fighting is produced by Rosemary Belson and Christy Taiwan Maganjula. For Ophira Eisenberg and Jamila Lemieux, I'm Zach Rosen. Thanks for listening. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons, or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.